0: All right, welcome to episode 72 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, it's all about the maps. And I don't mean maps, the tax incentive program, I mean the maps of Oklahoma City. I've gotten many questions about the layout of the land here, especially from you out-of-state investors. This is the episode for you to understand the layout of the land and geography of where the properties are selling, where they aren't selling, where the improvements are going on in Oklahoma City, where they are not. This episode, as you can imagine, is best viewed on our YouTube channel, OKC Real TV. That's OKC Real Estate TV you can check out OKCRealTV.com or if you've got the YouTube app, just look up OKC Real TV. It'll be episode 72. It'll be the layout on the maps. We'll be posting that alongside the podcast if you're still wanting to listen on audio while you're driving to work or let's say doing something else where you need to be paying attention then i'm going to do my best to try to get the audio to make sense in lieu of the actual map so without further ado i don't want to waste any more time let's jump right into this vital information on today's episode From the middle of America, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show, covering local market data, news, and reports to arm you with information you need to empower your investing and strengthen your American rights. Top Realtor, investor, husband, father, and veteran. Here is your host, Landon Witt. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit OKCRealEstateShow.com. Okay, like I said before, I'm going to try to keep this as audio-friendly as possible. When you look at the layout of Oklahoma City, I'm going to be using Google Maps for this early demonstration you have Oklahoma City broken up into four corners or crosshair. If you look at downtown Oklahoma City, if you pull up Google Maps, Oklahoma City, the letters Oklahoma City is considered the actual core downtown of Oklahoma City. OK, this is important as your guideline of that middle center. So we're looking in the middle of Oklahoma City. A little bit of history in Oklahoma City. In the the late 70s, early 80s, we had an issue which the oil crisis was occurring, OPEC and all that movement, combined with a couple of local banks that were practicing uh, lending outside of federal guidelines and lending to friends, lending to institutions that didn't really have the financial records that they needed to. And that resulted in these companies essentially uh, going out of business with these fraudulent loans and also resulted in a lot of people losing their jobs all at once. It would become the biggest bank failure in which the government did not back deposits over $100,000. Those uninsured deposits totaled $195 million, most of them belonging to other financial institutions. The Feds, unable to find a buyer for Penn Square, moved in over the Independence Day holiday, declared the bank insolvent on Monday, July 5th, 1982. And on Tuesday the 6th, depositors lined up in the Oklahoma heat outside the Deposit Insurance National Bank of Oklahoma City. The next few years would see dozens of other financial institutions follow Penn Square into financial ruin. And while a number of the bank's officials were eventually indicted, only a handful were convicted. And viewed through the lens of history, their most notable crime seems to be naivete about the stability of the energy business in general, and oil prices in particular. In fact, we had a broker who was the director of of our MLS or the, the, the Realtors Association here in Oklahoma City stating that in 1980, people were driving around with bumper stickers on their cars saying the last ones to leave Oklahoma City turn off the lights. And that infrastructure, those homes went decrepit for a good 15 years. And you can still see that today, especially if you move uh, south of Oklahoma City. Remember that square, that corner where Oklahoma City is. So right in this area here, right in the middle, if you go south of here, this whole area south of downtown, that's south of the river, really kind of like a little little tiny Mexico in terms of if anybody's been uh, traveling to one of the towns in Mexico, you've got this kind of third world setup uh, look there. Well, South Oklahoma City is 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 like that in a lot of ways. However, that being said, there has been a trend in the right direction, especially the last 5 years on the south side. This is primarily where you're going to see your highest cash flow numbers, okay? But a lot of the experienced investors know that areas of town with the highest cash flow aren't always trouble-free. There usually comes higher costs associated with that in terms of higher tenant turnover crime rates that kind of thing and that is something you want to pay attention to on the south side although when you find a deal and the house has been maintained and you have the correct property management company that knows how to deal with these type of rentals this is a great area now n- if you do that four square, again, with the middle, the crosshairs of that four square being right over Oklahoma City, the northeast corner, or square number two, that top right, is northeast Oklahoma City. This experienced a very similar history to the south side in that this was part of a redlining district in the 70s where this area was earmarked, and this is historical for African-American home buyers. Only Like this was if you if you were African-American in 1970 and you wanted to get a home loan, this is the only area that a federally backed loan would loan you. Are you looking for a new neighborhood to live in? Then come on down to Redlining Realty, sanctioned by the U.S. government. There's depressed infrastructure, underfunded schools, no white people. They're all in the suburbs. Heck, we'll even throw in free shoes. Now, doesn't that sound nice? Call Redlining Realty today and we'll get you a house built on the most American foundation of all. Racism. Interesting story about our past, some of the darker history of the American um, dream, if you will. On the North West side, okay, this is square number one on that crosshairs, where we have historically the highest appreciation, okay? So that's coming from this urban core and sprawls out towards Lake Hefner, which is in the northwest corner all the way to uh, Lake Overholster. All of this has statistically had the highest appreciation, with the exception of a few pockets. And we talk about those in detail when we go on our investor tours or if I'm talking to you one-on-one we get into those pockets to avoid. You can also just see them on something like the heat map that we've talked about from CoreLogic, where they talk about the appreciation heat maps. You can also see it on Zillow with their Zestimate scores. Those areas, especially like along I 40 up till about 15th Street, same thing, just no appreciation. Speaking of no appreciation, but interesting value proposition, if we go east of Oklahoma City towards Midwest City, this is going to be north of Tinker Air Force Base. So Tinker Air Force Base is in Quadrant uh, 4, which would be the southeast side. Just north of there is Midwest City. Midwest City is statistically a linear market to the book and i mean to the book almost zero appreciation over the years it is a solid investment in that if you get cash flow and you and you rate your investment numbers off of cash flow And you expect cash flow only. You can do really good with your your portfolio packages in Midwest City. Just understand very, very, very minimal cash flow. I've personally experienced cash flow that's actually less than inflation. So one could even say you maybe even get negative cash flow over there or negative appreciation. Uh, However, the cash flow works. Because of the low appreciation, you've got a good rent-to-value ratio a lot of times on those properties. So make sure where you're buying, you're buying a property in this area of town uh, that that, is, that is, doesn't need massive repairs. Okay? Um, Bringing it down south to the fourth corner, this is nearing uh, Dell City, which is outside of uh, Tinker Air Force Base. Dell City, during the 1980s, uh, went through a tough time, just as the rest of Oklahoma City, and they came out into the 90s. They didn't really surface even until the 2000s. They started getting more and more homeowners and investors buying in Dell City up until the housing crisis happened, and during the... The sell-off, or as these mortgages started, uh, you know, being recalled, the city of Dell City said we've got to stop these surge of investors who were buying these properties that that had been foreclosed on due to the the housing recession or the or the the recall of all these bad housing loans, and they created a, a home inspection program. This home inspection program is a beast okay and the reason why it's a beast is because nobody knows what they're checking for they give you a a 10 point you know rough outline of some things that they may check but then if you ask for the actual list of things that they'll look for there is no list. In fact, they just say the inspector gets there and he'll tell you what things will not pass. As you can see, that opens up the door very widely for your rental property or your investment being subjected to the whims of whatever the inspector decides that day. And this inspection happens every single time the occupant changes. So that's a city ordinance that when your occupant changes in other words when another tenant comes in you have to do this inspection each time so does that mean you shouldn't invest in, in dell city uh no, it doesn't mean that. What it means is, is that if you do invest in Dell City, you need to know this. Your property management company needs to be familiar with this, okay? And those two things working together and also giving yourself enough buffer on that rent to value ratio to where you can make up for that, uh, you know, that hassle of dealing with this additional layer of inspections. Even if your home is Section 8 approved. You're still, getting, you're still going through the city's inspection following that. Um, Oklahoma City, not, not no inspections like that. The only time Oklahoma City comes through your house is when you change the mechanicals and you request a mechanical permit or an electrical permit or a plumbing permit. When you're renovating the home, putting new things in there that require a permit, that's when the inspector's going through, but they don't care. You can change occupants once a month if you wish, they're not. They're not going to be coming through the home, so that brings us to south of the, are east of the airport. So we're going south of Oklahoma City, south of two hundred and forty, getting into what is this Southwest Eightieth, Eighty Ninth Oklahoma Community College is here. We start to gentrify. And what I mean by gentrify is the properties start to increase in quality and value due to a large portion of homeowners, a lot less landlords and a lot more homeowners taking pride in their ownership, getting south of 89th. Still some pockets here as we work towards more. More is the home of one of the largest tornado uh Attacks, if you will, or, or tornado natural uh, destruction that occurred um, in Oklahoma, I think that was 2005 was when that occurred, still affecting the homeowner insurance rates in more because of that wind threat. Uh, now, Oklahoma City does have higher insurance rates overall compared to national averages, but much lower property taxes compared to other states. So we kind of win on the property tax side, but lose on the the insurance side. It ends up still being far superior, especially compared to states like Texas. Okay, so we've talked about the four-corner concept, okay? That gets us kind of our core in Oklahoma City, that four-corner, right? We've got like this, four corners, okay? Corner number one, highest appreciation. Corner number two, byproduct of that redlining district, is coming up in value, but will be a long play, okay? Same thing with corner number three, okay? One, two, three. And corner number four is Tinker Air Force Base, and again, that super linear market based on cash flow. So taking what you've learned from this video, you're going to be able to go and, and look at The market now, whether it's on Zillow or whether it's on Redfin or uh, Trulia.com or OKCReal.com or OKCReal.store, which is our uh, MLS backdoor access. If you haven't been on that, you should check that out. You can also go to OKCRealEstateShow.com. Go for uh, search homes at the top. There's a drop-down box. You can search through there. Either case, there's a map there, and when you gather through that map, it begins to make sense where to kind of begin your search. Also take into consideration that as you get into multifamily housing, especially if it's a house that's been converted to a duplex, you do run into zoning issues. A lot of these properties were converted into a duplex, but the zoning wasn't converted. So we'll want to check those kind of things. But this video will give you kind of a prompting idea of what to look for in 2020. A lot of the updates we talk about of the in, in the new infrastructure and things that have been added to Oklahoma City are going to occur at the urban core. Okay, That's like the Convention Center, Strawberry Fields Development Plans, which is the urbanization. They're doing the, the condo development, Scissor Park, which has already been our 75% completed, that's a $130 million park project that, that is going to be from the north side of the river to the south side, just a wonderful outdoor environment and amphitheater and that kind of thing going on. You've also got, next to the airport, okay, that's Will Rogers Airport in this area, you've got the Amazon uh, Fulfillment Center that has been uh, finished last year, so that that bringing in new and hustle and bustle, uh, I think there was a thousand jobs generated out of that. And before we end this video, when you look at the future of Tinker Air Force Base, look at 230 aerospace companies that are already here in Oklahoma City that are bringing on more and more people as – Tinker Air Force Base is expanding 12 different massive hangars. They've already finished one. They're going to continue one just about every year. And they're also incorporating 3D print technology here on site. So they're not shipping in aircraft parts as much as they were. They're actually using shipping in raw materials and then printing on site the materials to overhaul the Air Force, the U.S. Air Force's uh, plane inventory, things like the KC-135 uh, Strata tanker, the, the, the in-air refueler, the B-1 bomber, and coming the B, uh, what is it, the B-21 or the, the Raider, it's the replacement for the B-2 bomber. That one's coming here uh, in about two years, we'll start to see that airframe being uh m- Maintenance here, So and that's a total stealth technology aircraft. There's probably some other super secret stuff going on over there, but exciting stuff as well as the medical industry again on the uh, next to the urban core over here. We've got the VA medical industry in, um, hospital as well as an eight story uh, new patient seeing facility going up just south of there so that northeast corner that corner number two i talked about that's why i'm saying long play good play solid play on the northeast side but just hang in there you guys that buy a property from me and you want to sell it in six months dude take a hike or just wait go buy stocks do something like that don't Buy into the northeast side or the south side with a two-year plan now things happen i get it but these plans are five and ten-year plans and you're really going to see some value investing in oklahoma city as far as that corner number one that northwest side Tons of competition. The deal, the margin for the deals is getting so narrow now because we've got California, New York, Florida investors flooding. I get three emails a week. Landon, what inventory do you have? I got nothing in that area right now. The stuff that we do find goes in a day, half a day, or it's a it's a, it's a, it's a property that you know no one can make money off of, right? It's stuck in a situation where, again, somebody bought it six months ago. They got to sell it. They're not wanting to lose a dime. The tenant maybe destroyed the property. Something, you know, some kind of situation like that conditions on the property that enable it not to sell. So... Thanks for watching. Make sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell. If you're on the podcast, make sure you you subscribe with your podcast generation. I'm going to try to keep these things rolling through 2020. Again, we're on inventory shortage, which means that education and knowledge is key. Okay. Key, when you get into your margins, you're going to be coming up with more and more creative ways to be able to maintain these properties and be able to win over your competitors and do it right to stay in the game the longest and for the long run. Thanks for watching, guys. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit OKCRealEstateShow.com.